Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Let, let's focus on a really uh, important cohort in, on the vac- in the vaccination programme for just a few moments because uh, the vaccination programme generally for COVID-19 is currently underway for high-risk children as well, between the ages of 5 and 11. The HSE have confirmed today, though, that 4,000 children in that category, the high-risk category, have been received have received their vaccine so far. Registration has since also opened for children in that age group who are not in the high-risk cohort. For my next guest, the wait to immunise their extremely vulnerable children, well, that continues that wait. Lynn MacDonald and Julie Sweeney, thank you both very much indeed for joining us on the programme. Um, and it's a great pleasure to speak with you both. Lynn, may I start with you? Because you Hi, you registered, you're very welcome, you, you registered your lovely daughter Daisy for her vaccine um, some time ago. Tell me about Daisy. Uh, Daisy would be extremely medically complex. She's an absolutely adorable kid, but she goes through an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put a little context, Daisy spent 31 weeks in hospital over the last 12 months. A lot of that was in intensive care. Um she has epilepsy. She has a life-limiting condition called Rett syndrome. She has autonomic dysfunction. She is wholly incapacitated. She's fed into her intestines and she suffers seizures on a daily basis. So, and on top of that, Daisy has lung disease. So she is the most vulnerable um, type of kid you could come across mm-hmm. when it comes to trying to protect from from COVID. My God, she's eight, Lynn, is that right? She's eight. She'll be nine in February. And the fact that we've got to this stage is pretty much a miracle. Uh, January 2020, Daisy was given 24 hours to live and she's still here. And that's a testimony to myself and the nurses. (laughs) That is amazing, amazing. isn't it? But I mean, it's, it's been a slog, the lockdown, I would assume. It has been hell and it's still hell. It's, it's certainly not over for us at this stage. Um, we we had to, well, initially when um, we were told that we were going into lockdown, we stopped all nurses coming in. Daisy requires 24-7 care, which meant for eight months, I did day and night shifts without a break until I reached burnout myself. Um, Daisy has no services. She's too medically vulnerable for school. Um, so it's home and it's, it's relying on, you know, a small number of nurses to try and pick up the fact that um, the HSE have removed services left, right and centre for us that haven't been fully reinstated. We've had reduced number of We've had centres um, down to 10 nights a year. Um, and it's it's completely inadequate. Wow. It's, and it's, we've done that to keep them safe. Look, the, it, it is hell. Like The way you describe it... In- I don't know how, how much longer you can go without some respite from the vaccine. And that's that's why we're talking to you, uh, Lynn. Sure. Um, you have registered Daisy, but what's happened after the registration for the vaccine? So I registered Daisy on the 27th, literally the first minute that the portal was open. Yeah. Um, I find, found it quite odd that there was nowhere in the registration where we were asked for details on the specific type of illness or why the child was being put forward as a high risk um, cohort and um, so went on, heard nothing and contacted the HSE three days ago 
uh, spoke with them again yesterday and again today. And as far as myself and up to, I can guarantee a hundred other families in very similar situations. We have heard nothing except that it's now open for everybody. And a lot of kids have already been back who are not of high risk. Yeah. Which must be, you must be tearing your, you must be tearing your hair out. The, the, the line is, is going just a little bit there, uh, but stay with me, Lynn, if you don't mind, sure. because you've painted a, a real picture about how urgent Daisy's situation is and your family's situation. Uh, yeah. can, can I come to Julie Sweeney, uh, who joins us as well? Your lovely son, Connor, Julie, you're very welcome to the programme. You're speaking on behalf of your son, Connor, and you've also registered for a vaccine. And Connor is high risk. Why so? Yeah, so Connor has a genetic syndrome called 22Q11, and he's classified as that high risk group. Um, 22Q11 affects Connor's immune system, so he has a lowered immune response. Um, he's a kind of child, he couldn't, you know, he, he gets a sniffle and he can't kick it the same way that another typical seven-year-old would. So we need to be very mindful of his exposure to any kind of illness, but particularly um, like Lynn there, we have worked extremely hard over the last two years to keep our house COVID-free. And like that, we, we registered Connor for the vaccination once the portal opened. We thought long and hard about the vaccination for Connor. Um, you know, when it comes to your child, you're always that little bit slower to get a vaccination, I suppose. You, you do weigh it up a bit more. Um, but I have followed the 22Q community online and they have been getting vaccinated in the US, for example, in this age cohort since before Christmas uh, without any major incident. So we spoke to his consultants in Crumlin and CUH and we decided, yes, we would go for the vaccine for Connor and registered when it opened like that on the 27th mm-hmm. with without being able to indicate his high-risk status. Um, I subsequently rang the COVID helpline during the week when the HSE changed the portal to to allow that facility and over the phone was able to get his status changed. But as of today, I still don't have an appointment for his vaccination. So so you're waiting an awful long time as well. And like you have, both you and Lynn, I I can just hear from what you're, the way you describe it, every single day has been a hellish slog for the, la- for, for the length of the pandemic to keep your children safe. Um, and now with this little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, the vaccine, you want to get it done as soon as possible. Can I just say to you, we've got um, a statement from the HSE uh, mm-hmm. to, to drive time. I don't know what you're going to make of this. It's, it's quite short, but they, they say just over 4,000 doses have been administered to date amongst those children identified as a priority by NIAC. Vaccination of these children continues with a number of clinics that will be held today and tomorrow, with more uh, later in the week. They also said that if parents know that their child has an underlying medical condition, we would urge them to register their child on the HSE website as soon as possible. And I'm afraid that's where the the statement um, ends. Ends. What's your response to that? It's, it's It's not good enough. Yeah. I should say that they're excerpts that I'm reading from the, the statement. But I mean, the, the, they're key excerpts um, as as we read it. So what's your response, uh, Lynn or Julie? Who wants to take that? Well, just just to say that our, our paediatricians were asked for a list of 
um, vulnerable patients who should be put forward for priority. So that was sent, I think, a good six weeks before um, the portal opened. So the HSE were fully aware of the kids that should have been prioritised long before the, this opened up. So there was a miscommunication somewhere between um, Children's Health Ireland, as far as I can tell, and the HSE. That information has not been relayed back to the, those issuing the mm-hmm. the appointments. Um, it's not good enough. And and I feel if there are children who are are not in the same category who have already been vaccinated. And I can confirm that from yesterday through friends in court. Really? Um, 100%. Yeah, they're fully able. Non-high-risk children have been vaccinated yesterday. That is the bit that upsets us. I wouldn't begrudge any family the opportunity to vaccinate their children to keep each other well uh, and, and safe. We've all had a part to play. To be, to be absolutely fair, anybody who's rolling out the vaccination programme on hearing your situation and your children's situation, I'd say they would be, they, they would run marathons to get your children vaccinated. But it's, the, it's as you say, it's some kind of miscommunication somewhere. Yeah, the last three individuals in the HSE that I've dealt with over the phone and each call lasted over an hour, which when you're a 24-7 carer, that's that's a lot of time to take up. They have all been absolutely horrified about the situation that a child as vulnerable as Daisy has not been prioritised yeah, yeah. and can confirm on their system that they have not been prioritised. Well, the, the HSE said and today can that... Can I get in there? Yeah, Julie, sorry, yeah, go on, sorry. Just in relation to that as well, we, we'd have a similar situation. Like, we registered on the 27th and we still don't have an appointment. And like that, over the weekend, I had heard reports of parents who registered, for example, on the 31st and they got appointments immediately um, on the Saturday for... Monday, they've had their their appointments, they've had their vaccines. I've heard of parents who registered their non-high-risk children when the portal opened yesterday and the third, and they've got immediately within hours got appointments for vaccination. I cannot understand how the HSE can open the portal to non-high-risk families when high-risk families haven't gotten their appointments yet. Okay. Well, look... um it, it, look, your, your your cases have been heard loud and clear now, and I can only wish you a very speedy vaccination for your children. Julie Sweeney uh, from Cork and Lynn MacDonald uh, from Temple Oak in Dublin. Uh, thank you very much indeed, um, mothers of Connor and Daisy. Thank you very much indeed. We'll keep in touch, OK? Uh, and care. all the very best.